0: Today on The Breakdown, one cannot simply just win the World Series of Poker Europe with 153 players left. One must do it when there's only two players left, and really, when you are the sole player. When you are one player to rule them all, it's a Lord of the Rings thing. I don't know. I don't even like that stuff, but we're doing it because Orpin glue is playing this hand. From the World Series of Poker Europe main event, with as I said, 153 left against Victor Blom, Isildur, hence the Lord of the Rings reference, dummies. Pay attention. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a tough day. It's, it's not you, it's me. Uh, anyway, uh, this hand features all the things you love. It's all the classics, we're, we're, it's the greatest hits. It's Victor Blom being wildly aggressive, it's Orphan kisses sick of glue, you know breathing and living and being part of the world and uh making tough decisions you know first place in this thing is like 1.6 million dollars so there's things to play for plus of course the pageantry the romance the celebration your name in neon lights we're gonna do it all right now on the breakdown with grant dennison and jonathan levy
1: There's no neon lights in Lord of the Rings. It's very what? era accurate to the fake era of Middle Earth. There's magic. That's not neon. Neon's a fucking chemical, man. Yeah, but light?
0: You don't think... You know what magic is? <laughs> you don't think when fucking Gandalf waves that
1: big staff of his... Hold on, hold on, hold on. No spoilers, please. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Magic is just chemicals, man. I mean, it's science the that chemicals hasn't been are magic. yet, bro. Oh, life is amazing. Hey, you know what you said a lot of times is that there's 153 players left, but there's 156, but that doesn't oh, really, was, it doesn't really matter. Yeah,
0: I was thinking really... I thought you were say 151, because every time I saw it, I was like, isn't there 151? Eh, it doesn't really matter. And here we are the other way. Still, it yeah. doesn't matter.
1: And I know the the headline here is that the guy's name is Orpen Kissasikaglu, but the other guy is Victor Blom. Yeah. Which is... Quite a player in the history of poker. I, I wonder what is your guess, Jonathan, oh. as to the median amount of time that our list, uh, the average listener, not the average listener of all of our listeners, yeah, what is the median amount of time that they've been into poker enough that they would like listen to this show that they're they're that into poker that they've been like following what's going on in the current events of poker and stuff.
0: I don't really understand what you're asking. All right, that oh, was a difficult question for all me. To right, parse let me try, it, in my let me brain. try it,
1: maybe I asked it poorly. I don't know. I I kind of can't remember even how I asked it. Let's try again. Okay, cool. We have X listeners. Yes. You know, let's for the sake of of ease, let's say 5,000 listeners. Okay. Um of these this pool of people, what is the median amount of time that they've been into poker? Got it. Yeah. That I can answer. Yeah. Um
0: I'm going to say been into poker, I guess we could define that lots of ways, but whatever. I,
1: I mean, like beyond just playing home games with your yeah, friends, yeah, like, like you—it's pretty serious. Like you know the the stuff about like you if say, it, you if, it th- if it happened five years ago, you would know about the Bryn County stuff that happened like six months ago, like that. Right, like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you say, thing. You know what? You know what UTG means, like right away. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. Um, the median amount of time with our listeners, I'm gonna say it's it's probably like
1: seven years, something like that. Yeah. What do you think? That sounds about right. Um, so a veteran group, Yeah. but still that means that the majority of them, most likely, unless the bell curve is very flat, uh, did not experience the Victor Blom Isildur mania mm. back before we knew Isildur's name. That's Do true. you remember this time in poker? Cause this was right around when I was coming up. It was like 2008 or nine or 10 or something. I do remember
0: it. There was and a big was, thing of like. Who is Izeldor? Because he came out of nowhere and was like taking on Tom Dwan and everyone else yeah, was, online in the biggest games.
1: It was the era of Tom Dwan and Zygmunt being like the coolest guys in town, right? Yes. And everybody wanted to watch Tom Dwan and Zygmunt play and like watch them just chuck money at each other online and then go to the casino and chuck more money at each other. Uh, I, I specifically, in this era, remember I was sitting in my apartment, which I shared with our friend Robert Brewer. And he had up, he was just on a poker, uh, I think it was full tilt, actually. He just had the full tilt table up where Isildur and Dwan were playing heads up, PLO. Actually, there was two tables at once. They were playing heads up PLO. They had 800K each on each table. Mm. And over the course of a couple minutes, Dwan took all of Isildur's money. And they were chatting with each other in the chat, Isildur and Dwan. And Isildur said... Okay, you piece of shit, come to the casino and let's play more for more money. (laughs) Like, so they were just playing online and then then they decided to go to the casino and play more. Like, that's the era we were in, and that was fucking cool, right? It was incredible. To watch that stuff happen. It was
0: crazy. But there was a a while when people didn't know who Isidore even Uh, was. Yeah, so
1: then at that moment in time when everybody thought these were the coolest guys around, Isildur burst onto the scene. Nobody could trace him. No, everybody, there was speculation that he was like some known pro who, was, right. who had a new screen name or something because he just came in and was tossing money around like crazy, went on a crazy heater and went up like 10 million in PLO right away. He was
0: playing against not just Tom Dwan, but like all the best players at their best games. Yeah, And it was like, Hanging in there and even beating them for the most part.
1: And he was completely anonymous, which was the most interesting part of it, I think. And didn't, like, Brian
0: Hastings and someone else, like, share their, their like, yes. hand histories
1: with each other about Isidore and, like, figure
0: out how they thought, like, ways to beat them and then beat them? And there was a lot of criticism yeah. about that, which I always thought was strange. Like, yeah. why can't you share your hand history, like, and talk right. about, like, ways, strategies to beat an opponent? Like, isn't that what a lot of what poker is. That's what we do. Yeah. I feel very comfortable Do you comfortable think the top that. pros
1: aren't doing that shit with Michael Adamo right now? Right, of
0: course they are. Yeah. They're, they're not like, oh, cool, let's let Adamo run over us forever.
1: Yeah. Right? Right. Come on. Anyway, I, I don't think it's possible to explain the moment, but it was like, if you were into yeah. poker at the time, it was really cool. It was You're just, like, who the hell is this guy?
0: It, like, it was really interesting and just a different, a different thing than what we see now. Yeah. Um, all right. But now it's time to play everyone's favorite game, Hendon mob with oh. Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. All right. Um, so this is the game where Grant has to guess what everyone's Hendon is. This is a tough one. And um, if he's wrong, there's there's consequences.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm still alive from the last time yeah. I was wrong, but I'm not the same person.
0: You are. <laughs> you are. You definitely have. It's weird how you can administer or sort of, or I shouldn't even say administer. I was thinking from my point of view, from your point of view, you can receive. You know, physical consequences, but they can change your personality right, the right. degree that they have with yeah. you, you know, even though there have been no physical consequences for a while now.
1: The dark shadow follows me everywhere yeah. now. And I mean yeah. that. I see it. Figuratively, of course, but it's.
0: <laughs> but also, actually, but if, I, your shadow is dark and it does follow you around. Yeah, yeah. So, actually, literally as it well. It's true.
1: Yeah. It's sunny today, so yeah. <laughs> Accurate.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess if, it, if the lights are out, maybe yeah. the shadow. I mean, one could. I, I'm not gonna try. Let's, 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 play. let's play the game. <laughs> let's play the game. All right. Let's start with the easier one. Is there an easier nope. one? Nope. I don't know which one I was going to do. That's why I wasted time and said easier one. Let's start with Orpin glue because okay. his name is awesome. Do you know where he's from? Turkey. Good answer and good job. Do you know where he lives? I mean, how would you know that? Malta? England, but that was a good guess. Yeah. All right. How much money is on Orpen
1: Kisses Ciglu's head and mob? All right. So what I know about Orpen is yeah. he's been around for at least half a decade playing high stakes tournaments. He he plays the high rollers. He's not one of the best, but he's he's pretty good. He he doesn't crush them. He's he's never had like a Sam Greenwood run or certainly anything. certainly
0: not, certainly not. But he's done. He has done well. I'm yes. gonna go eleven million. I mean, you are so weirdly good at this. It's fucking crazy. Ten point one. Wow. Okay. Ten point one. It's weird. It's just weird. Now, by the way, he did win um, just before the event we're about to do. This, mm-hmm. this, the main. He won a few, The day before, actually, he won um, the fifty thousand dollar buy-in Diamond High Roller bracelet event for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So, if he hadn't won that, you'd be off by a bit more. But whatever he did, and you're a god.
1: Right. If the if the pilot pressed the wrong button, the passengers <laughs> would have died. But guess what? They all made it yeah. to Tallahassee. So all right. uh All
0: right. So you're one for one, you get that one. All
1: right. And so you've already you, might be a losing tournament player. It's possible, right? With with yeah. ten million with the stakes that he plays. It's possible. Yeah.
0: Um Okay. So you've already guaranteed yourself. Not too bad. Minimal credit. punishment. Yeah, yeah. Like it can't be that bad anymore. Yeah. Um, unless you want to <laughs> double down. Of course, I want to double down. I'm a gambler, baby. All right, all right. And the crowd loves that. They're like, Yay. <laughs> yeah. You know, Deal or No Deal. Exactly. No, no, tell de- him no, 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 deal. deal. Howie they slam the box closed. Fuck off, yeah. Howie. No, it's not Howie. It's the guy. It's the banker. Howie's just the messenger. No one tells Howie. I, to fuck I can off. tell Howie to fuck off. I mean, you can, but it's it's a mistake. Is he? Does he have Howie a temper? Has ties. No, he has gangster ties. Oh, okay. You didn't know that? It's quite possible that he does. Of course he does. Have you not ever seen America's Got Talent? I have not seen America's uh, Got Talent. Well, he has gangster ties. Anyway. <laughs> okay, great. I mean. do Could I get... Is that slander? He does, probably doesn't have gangster ties, okay? I was just kidding. I don't know. How would I know? I don't know. Anyway, Victor Blom, Isildur. This one, is,
1: I think, is actually harder. Because like well, I had this stuff on, on Orpen, I know all of this yeah. stuff about no, him. of course. This With is Victor, hard he's like a cash game guy who sometimes plays tournaments. Right. I know he's done well in some. I know he he either got second or won that he party won poker that, thing. He
0: won that one that we we made that incredible call yeah. against that kid. I think that was the winning. But camp. I don't
1: know if he really plays that many tournaments. Yeah. I don't think he plays high rollers. This is a
0: challenge for sure. I'm I don't know. I mean, th- maybe you shouldn't have doubled down on this. I'm going two point eight million. What? Yeah. Well, you're wrong. Okay. It's 2.9 million. Holy shit, really? I don't understand this.
1: I swear I didn't look this no, stuff up. No, I don't up. think
0: you did. I don't think you did. If you did, it would have been like a... I mean, you're playing like a prank on me and the listeners. Yeah. It's a really I, dumb I prank. I swear I didn't. No I, don't think you, no, I don't think you do. I think you're just somehow this good at it. I don't know how. It's confusing to me. I don't know how. Turn your tablet around, I just, just so I can verify relations. listeners. You don't have anything in front of you? Nope. He has no notes. He has not been looking it up. He just is somehow this good at it. It's so weird. By the way, he didn't know we were going to do this hand before he arrived at my place. He didn't know the, the players involved. Like, we figured out what hand we were going to do just before we started recording. He didn't have a chance to look this up. This is real, people. This is a, this is, we have to find a way to monetize I'm like this. a savant of some how do we How do we make money off of this exact thing? Could you be like a guy in one of the carnivals where you're like, guess you wait, guess you wait? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. And, you know, people pay like, buy, buy a ticket and then you, they win a big frog. Stuff frog or something, if uh, you get it wrong, but you'll yeah. never get it wrong. Guess your age, guess your weight, guess your hand in mob. You and know? all the
1: ladies will lie and say, you're wrong. And I'm like, am I wrong?
0: <laughs> you can take out your driver's license and we can find out the truth, or you can just quietly
1: walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, I'm sure you know this. You're, this is the type of thing that you would know, Jonathan Levy, but okay. this is for everybody else. Let's uh, see. Who doesn't necessarily... Do you know about the wisdom of crowd studies with yes. the weight of the cow? Yes. Super interesting stuff, isn't yes. it?: Not uh, just
0: that, there, it's a bunch of stuff like that. Right too. right, I but have, that's uh, a
1: really good example. Oh sure. So the, this was a thing done in the 1920s, I think like the, It was like one of the mm-hmm. OG like big sample size studies where like, uh, people the, the individual guesses that people would have at a fair for a cow would be way off, like in general if you take just a random sampling of people, most of their guesses would be way off. Yeah. But you get a big enough sample size. I think they got like 10,000 people to guess the weight of the cow and they got it like within 10 pounds if you average the guesses. Here's a much better example of that. This
0: is from the same book. Um, So there was a submarine that like, you know, got hit by or like went down and they didn't know where it was in the world. Like they knew it was somewhere on the ocean floor and they asked people to like, where was it? And they gave them whatever information they had. But they didn't like then, you know, like, and they were sometimes experts, sometimes not experts, but like mostly it was just random folks. And they were like, here's the, everything we know about the submarine. Where do you think it is? Right. And they would point to like a place on a map of where they thought it was. And they did that with a bunch of people. And all of those people did better than the best than the singular best guess. The average of all of those people. Yes. Yeah. Um, And and better than any expert, you know, and like. Just super weird stuff. The same thing with, like, a big thing of jelly beans,
1: I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, how many jelly beans are in the, are in the jar kind of a thing. where are like, yeah, the, the, the group does better than the best guess often. Yeah. Super weird. Doesn't really make sense to my brain. Me neither. That
1: can be the case. But at least happens some of the time. It's pretty interesting stuff. What does this have to do with anything? Where, where, I was we guessing numbers, and we were talking about, like, guessing weighted affair, stuff like oh, that. Oh, right, weighted yeah. affair, right, right. Yeah. So
0: if, uh, what we're going to do, lady, yeah. we're going to have you stand here. And we're going to have everybody guess you weight in your age, not yeah. just me. <laughs> and we're going to get it right. And some people will be off in really big ways, but we'll average it out, and that'll probably be close. How do you feel about that lady? Who's, whose voice is that? That's um, a guy who works at a... It's a carny. It's a carney, but he's from New York. Yeah. It's like old school, like Robert Moses era Carney. Houdini era. Sure. Yes. Let's go yes. with Houdini era. That makes more sense than Robert Moses in this one. You know who Robert Moses no. is? Oh, he's the guy who... Um, Basically, paved like like changed up all of New York, like created Coney Island and like um, did like massive land grabs, like forced people to sell their homes and like put like highways there, and so it was like a really big deal at the time, like massively controversial. Understood. Um, but like created modern society in New York.
1: Yeah, way. understood. So. Th- just as, you know, because on this show, we just talk about whatever the fuck we want. Of course we do. This wisdom of crowd stuff got me thinking about something that just kind of... You know how... Maybe this isn't true for everybody, but I'm going to guess it is for you, Jonathan. You can correct me. <laughs> okay. There's sort of like lingering thoughts in your head that pop up every once in a while, like just an idea that you kind of hold and you recognize that that's your idea, but you don't really think about it much. You let it kind of linger there and then it goes away and you don't really think about it. You never really express it. And eventually you're like, Oh, I do think that. So this is one of those ideas for me. Okay. Maybe this will, maybe me actually explaining the idea will help on un- you understand maybe. what I just said. Um, the wisdom of crowds thing makes me think like you and I are the type of guys who often think like we're smarter than the average Joe and we can figure stuff out. Right. But I often have the thought like, I understand that consensus feels dumb because it's people repeating what is known as consensus, but consensus is probably better than whatever I can come up with, because that is essentially the wisdom of crowds coming together. Not in all cases. You have to find an exploit in a spot where there's some motivation beyond just the wisdom of crowds for the consensus to find an exploit, but... In general, even if you think you're a really smart person, you're not going to do better than the consensus in most like, gamified situations and stuff like that.
0: Here's the interesting thing about that, and I'm going to this more specific point about consensus rather than the stuff you're talking about, okay. the, the thought coming and going before. Um, so I myself, and I know many other professional gambler types, make money by going anti-public, which sort of right. goes against this very idea, right? Yeah. Um, and
1: but in a way, that is consensus, to go anti-public as a strategy. How, how could that be consensus? Anti-public, not anti-known good strategy. It's the consensus among gambler types. Sure, but if we're doing wisdom of crowds and we're saying,
0: well, most people... Would say this right. This is why it's a little bit different than. But actually, of if the fact that most people are saying that is the reason why I say the other thing. Because most people don't know jack about this, and okay, you know, yeah. so so it's it's sort of the opposite idea. It's like the the idiocy of crowds. <laughs> if you're doing anti-public,
1: okay, and give me an example of a good anti-public bet that you would make that doesn't compromise you in some way. Oh no, no, not a problem.
0: Um, I would say the most obvious stuff is. Just, there are certain um, lines that the bookmakers set on NFL games. Sure. Which are what I would, which I sometimes see and feel are sucker lines. And when I say sucker lines, what I mean is this I see the line and I think it's obvious which way you're supposed to bet, which means you always bet the other way. Like, yeah. I know I'm one of the suckers. This right. is part of it. I just recognize that. So I see it and I'm like, oh, how could anyone ever bet on the commanders plus three and a half here? That's crazy, you know, stuff like that. And then, um, and I'm like, oh, that's a sucker line. And, like, I start, and I used to bet. And anytime I saw a line like that, I would just bet the other way. And I did very well. Like, mm. I mean, I'm not saying I made a living on it or anything like that, but like, I did very well doing that. Um, and that was one of my main philosophies. And uh, yeah, and just the idea that essentially like anytime, the public, anytime money is involved, going against what the general public thinks is almost always right.
1: Okay, maybe in sports betting and general futures betting, uh, that makes sense. I don't know if the, it really applies anywhere else. Well, I'm thinking like stocks and uh, financial stuff in general is probably true also. So you should buy like some stocks in a like a travel agency company. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if everyone seems to be
0: thinking, if there seems to be a consensus about what's like a good company to buy and stuff like that going the other way is almost always a profitable move.
1: So everybody thinks it's that Apple's a good stock that's a blue chip stock. What's how, how do you go the other way against? I mean, that? I guess you could short it,
0: but why would you do that? It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like I own Apple, I'm not going to do that. I've made a lot of money on Apple. Yeah. what am I when I, I an idiot? So maybe maybe I'm not maybe maybe I'm wrong about the stock market. With I think that. You might maybe, be. maybe or maybe there's only particular ways. Like I like I wouldn't say that about every bet. I'd say what I what i the sucker bets and I feel like I can just Emotionally recognize those. It's like, oh, it seems very obvious. Like where I'm supposed. That's such an easy. Of course, you'd bet that. And it's like never bet the thing that's an of course. They know that the bookmakers know that. Yeah, that's about all I got. So I, maybe I'm extrapolating too far.
1: Well, let's apply it to poker because that's what we're talking about. Great here. idea. Because so many players make money by studying the wisdom of crowds, essentially. Which the wisdom of crowds in poker is not the same. I'm misusing the phrase yes, now. Yes, you are. Um, but the the general consensus of what is good, which is, becomes what most people think, but it's led by, a f- uh, you know, a there's few people. Influencers. There's influencers who, who lead that. Like, there was a very long time in from like 2010 to 2015-ish where if you did anything but min raise in a tournament, you're a donkey, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's not what people think anymore. Yeah. But that was like, a lot of people would just do that without having real reasons why, you know? And, even so, it's probably better than trying to come up with your own strategy if you don't have a good baseline to do it with. Absolutely. Right? You know, that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at. But, it, but
0: I want to push back a little bit on this idea that it's consensus or wisdom of crowds. I know you said it wasn't really that. I'm saying it's not. But it's like, it's like a group of like 30 people who've decided this and because they're so influential everyone else starts doing it too, right? Yeah. Until that, until that group stops doing it, they start doing something else, then, then it sort of filters down and trickles down to everyone else. And yeah. that's how strategy basically works these days. And it's know? pretty
1: interesting, right? Because yeah. we're, we're the type who, we try to come up with new strategies sometimes. We do. Um, in No Limit Hold'em, which is you know the most the second most solved game in poker, it's really hard to come up with a new strategy. What's the most solved game in poker? Limit Hold'em. I mean, there's probably other
0: poker games which are more solved, but please continue.
1: okay. It's uh, most solved is maybe not what I'm going for. The most well played by the general public. maybe Like even though, even though people play it terribly overall compared to other games, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sure. Of course. It's very hard to come up with a new strategy in that game. That's going to change anything in any way. Right. Uh Because everything's been tried and the stuff that is kind of the normal stuff to do by the good players is probably a pretty good thing to do. Right. So you have to find games that aren't so, commonly played to find strategies that are well outside the bounds of what people are normally doing or what is like easy to figure out in the first time you play it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an interesting thing in poker, right? Like, cause cause so many people play no, no limit hold them. It's not like you can really come up with a new strategy overnight. It's
0: yep. I think that's fair. Um, the other thing that's interesting about hold them specifically is like a lot of the strategies that f- trickle down are strategies that are being copied or if you will, aped. um, we're we're aping these, like, top-level players who are playing against each other. Yeah. But people are then putting these things into practice against low-level players, and often they themselves are low-level players. Right. And so then you're... And we're all not as good as Phil Galfond, right, or whatever, or yeah. Jason Kuhn or whomever. So, like, we're all not going to do it as well, and we're up against people who can't understand what we're doing anyway, and often these strategies are just a total disaster. Of course. Uh, and so... One of the, I think one of the skills that a professional or a good poker player has to have is knowing what you can and what you can't apply, or learning very quickly anyway. Maybe you try some stuff, but you quickly see what's going to work in the games I actually play and what isn't. Right? Yeah,
1: that's a huge deal. I mean, you can watch the Super High Roller Bowl and be amazed at, mm. at Michael Adamo playing against Stephen Chidwick or Sean Winter and, and like the stuff they're doing and how it's like, how was that actually solver perfect? It turns out it was. Like, yeah, how did how did you figure that it out? Is what it is. But that's not something to apply at your local card room, like as an example of my life, I started, I came out of the pandemic fog in June to start playing live poker again. And having been doing these podcasts with you during the whole pandemic, but not playing any poker, my thoughts on poker had had swung far towards theory yes. and, and not so much towards like the understanding my table and field play stuff that I made a ton of money on before the pandemic started. So when I went back, it was really hard for me to break out of like doing GTO plays, basically. like Because that's what we talked about all the time, the whole pandemic, and I hadn't played any. Yeah. And slowly over the course of the months, I've come completely out of it. I'm like not even thinking about what GTO would do in any spot unless it's against a very particular opponent, which almost never happens at the stakes we're playing. I'm right. just like, I know exactly the way this person plays or this type of player. Why would I not play the way that is going to exploit that? Of course I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do a better job than they are. And that's the whole point of me being here. It's not to like try to... Eke out a point seven percent edge because I'm supposed to do some GTO play with this the club in my hand, you know. Yep. Like, there's no chance I'm doing that anymore. It's interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's certain spots where you may decide to bring that in. Yeah. But it should only be very particular spots against certain players or maybe a particular situation where, like, oh, if I wanted to make a bluff, this would be the hand to do it with. Do I want to make a bluff? Yeah. As opposed to like, you know, oh, I ha- I should I have to bluff because I have this hand. Like, yeah. I'm I'm sort of obligated to because you know, my, my opponent's going to be balanced enough that I have to have enough bluffs. Yeah. It's never a thought against oh, most of these Of players. course
1: there's GTO elements. Yeah, of I'm not going to bluff with a random hand for no reason. Right, right, right. We were just at a table last night where a play happened where one guy opened the button and bet the flop got called, bet the turn got raised, and showed that he had nothing, which was 9-5 of clubs on, like, an ace-8-deuce-deuce deuce board. Mm-hmm. And the guy who raised him showed Queen Three offsuit. Yeah, and it's like there's no reason for either of them to do anything. They were just deciding to bluff. Yeah, right. I guess, I guess the nine five is like this is my board. You could right. say you could think that, but the guy with Queen Three is like that's just random. Yeah, you know.
0: It's, yeah, I remember when he turned over the Queen Three. I was like, huh. I was. It's funny too because when that hand was happening, because I was at that table. Also, um, I was thinking the guy. I was like the big blind should probably there's you should have a lot of check raises here yeah. because like I just don't believe this other dude for lots of reasons that we won't get into. Um, and he did find a check race, but he found a check with a hand that had nothing to do with anything. He called and then check-raised the turn. I would have just wanted to check-raised the flop. That would have made more sense to me, even yeah. if you have that air. But he called and then check-raised the turn. I mean, it worked, but it seemed super yeah. bizarro. And, yeah, there's nothing going on here that seems valuable.
1: Anyway, let's <laughs> talk about uh, players who are probably trying to play some version of GTO, I think. I mean, I'm not sure either of these guys really cares about GTO. Victor Blom, I know, likes to... Throw the chips around, but I think he has an underpinning of GTO at the very least. He's got to. And I imagine Orpin does, too, if he's playing at these stakes consistently against the Chidwicks of the world. For sure. Um, this, this hand was suggested by Ovi Kenobi and Chris Jones. Use the force, Luke. You're talking about Chris Jones? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm
0: talking about Chris Jones.
1: I love that character in Star Wars. <laughs> Chris Jones. <laughs> he sells a mean donut on Tatooine. A mean donut. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Nope. Like a good donut. San-
0: Donuts and sandy planets don't feel like they go together
1: super well. Only if it's windy and sandy. Huh. How how windy is Moss Isley? That's my question. It's not about Well Moss Isley of- is
0: the bar, not
1: the planet. No, Moss Isley is the city, isn't it? I believe Moss
0: uh maybe it is. Yeah. What's the name of the... Oh, it's the Cantina in Mos Eisley. All right, all right, fine.
1: Fuck you. I was wrong. You are the way bigger nerd about this stuff than <laughs> me, and still I crush you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the question. But,
0: you, but you're still asking how windy is okay, it. So about, you, the fact that you don't know the answer means I win.
1: About Chris Jones' donut shop. <laughs> yes. By the way, the Chris Jones universe. gets multiple narratives in the show so for dumb. no real reason. Why? Why? Because Why have we chosen this one human? It's, it's ridiculous. He is, he is but a canvas for us to yes, paint upon. It's true. Sorry, Chris. That's all you are. <laughs> Chris, oh, he loves it. He loves it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> if Chris Jones were to open a donut shop, yeah. I, and you're talking about the viability on a sandy planet... I agree that if it were out by Jabba the Hutt's palace, that's probably a big mistake. It seems pretty windy out there. Yeah, it does. You know, Obi Wan Kenobi's walking around in the robes; those robes are fucking blowing around and shit. It's not that sand's getting on that donut. You don't, you can't put frosting on there and expect it to be sand free. But Mos Eisley's got a lot of buildings and stuff. You know, like, do you think it's windy down the street? I think it's got to be a concern. Still, Shh. like,
0: also, it isn't like the so um... nobody gets
1: a donut on all of Tatooine. <laughs> you can't have a donut. <laughs>
0: If you're gonna have a donut, you gotta have like cardboard blinders. Like you have to have a special donut package that you hand it with big, with like protection around it. So that way, even if sand's like flipping around, it can't just get on the. So,
1: what about when you take it out to eat it? Well,
0: you're gonna have to be very careful. You gotta go inside to eat it. It's like when you try and, you know, light your cigarette in a windy, you know, you can do it. You just gotta be very careful and huddle up.
1: We're not seeing the forest through the trees here. Through the trees? For the trees. (laughs) Whatever the saying is. Who cares? do you know what can you know you can do? I have a life hack for Chris Jones's donut shop. Okay. It's indoors. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty clever. Yeah. That's pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah. They got windows in Tatooine, right? They have that? Um Yeah, they got windows. Or indoor lighting at the very least. They have they have both. Yeah. They have both. So, Why would
0: they need windows anyway? Oh, you're saying I mean they have walls. They can make walls. You're welcome. You're
1: welcome, not. Chris. We saved and, you.
0: And actually, forget Chris. You are welcome all of Moss Eisley and all of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. you can now have donuts.
1: Right. You never thought about putting it inside, <laughs> huh? <You> fucking moron! <laughs> you're like, we gotta have an outdoor thing. It's Tatooine. It's like a very outdoor type city. Yeah. You know, we we live we live the outdoors. If there
0: was gonna be donuts, it would be uh, and the indoor show is where they would have donuts for sure. By the way, not why like Star
1: Wars? Because it's more grounded. And it's donuts are grounded
0: compared to the Star Wars universe. Yes,
1: yes, and yes again. You don't think Yoda's chomping on donuts?
0: <laughs> Frosted, I like. <laughs> I mean can't that a, you that was a perfect Yoda.
1: Especially <laughs> in the prequels, you know, where they did a lot of like random like meetings and bureaucratic stuff. They can't sure you did. imagine somebody in some weird Star Wars suit made of CGI coming and delivering a, a plate of donuts in the the Jedi Council and Yoda grabbing <laughs> one of those bad boys? I
0: mean I could say yes if I was going along with this bit. I can imagine. But we're running out of time and
1: we should. We said we were getting to the hand and then we didn't get to running the Running out of time? <laughs> what are these words? What are you talking
0: about? I don't know. It's, I'm worried about the Chad McVean eventually uh, tweet. He says it no matter what. I know at this point. He, it's, been, it's been like six months straight of it's always eventually, it's always caps now. I actually feel like those tweets turn people off though, because it sounds like he's complaining about it. He's not, obviously. Sounds like he is. I'm How sure it doesn't he doesn't actually turn anyone off. But. If he is, I'm coming for you, Chad. I'm yeah. coming for you. Watch your, watch your head. Yeah,
1: watch your head. <laughs> Donut. Uh, Ovi Kenobi, Chris Jones. All right. They suggested on Discord. That's a great place to suggest. There is a link in the description. You can join our Discord there. You can do it on Twitter. Also, if Twitter still exists at the time of you listening to this. Ouch.
0: I mean, it's possible. They locked all the doors yesterday. That's yeah. all we know.
1: Who knows? So, Who knows? I'm um, just
0: going to say this. Elon bought it for $44 billion like two weeks ago. They locked all the doors yesterday. Yeah. That's not good. Anyway, please continue. Not a great sign.
1: But, you know, speaking of of anti-public, buy some Twitter stock, baby. It might be a good good time.
0: I mean, I think a lot of people would be interested in buying Twitter stock. Yeah. Because it's got to be cheap right now. Yeah. Anyway, but let's move on. For crying out loud!
1: All right, 156 of 763 remain. Okay. 115 get paid. So this is a good structure. It's probably going to take a while to get from 156 oh, yeah. to
0: 115. We're, I should I don't think you should really be thinking about the
1: money at You should all. consider your stack a little bit, but not Barely. not a ton. And probably hours not, away. From probably not if you're Orpin or Victor, who's right. like tossing this money down the drain every chance they get. They don't care. They don't care. They're Orpin. It's cool. All right, here we go. 4K and 8K are the blinds. Orpin has 500K. So he's doing decently well, you know, over 50 bigs, significantly over 50 bigs, uh, over 60. Yeah. Opens to 18K. Oh, sorry. Please. What? Nothing. Nothing. Please continue. What? Nothing. I'm good. You have to speak now? A 63 blinds. Please continue. <laughs> Great math. He opens to 18K from the cutoff with Ace King of Clubs. Okay. I don't know why he wouldn't just flip in a 20K, but whatever. It's cool. This is the new Grant. Grant used to
0: want everything to be small. Now he's like, if it's easier to throw in 20, you should just throw in 20. Why waste everyone's time? He Give, gives, Grant gives me feedback on this all the time now in cash. He's like, why did you make it that much? It's so much quicker if you just throw in two chips like that. Why would you throw in four chips? And I'm like, I like to. I did it once. I know, but you're thinking it all the time.
1: Oh, no. It was when you bet 26 yeah. when we have the 25 chips.
0: Yeah. And there was like you hate that. There was no
1: reason for it. Yeah,
0: you're like that. Just wasted that. Just wasted a little time. I'm like, it's just a thing I do. I do it less now, actually, since you said it. But please, let's continue the hand.
1: 18K Orpin chooses it. I I support it. 18K is totally fine. It's totally fine. I don't think there's any strategic difference between 18 and 20K. But whatever, you save 2,000 every time you have to fold. Yes. So that's a strategic difference. Sure. Um, Ace of clubs, king of clubs. Yep. That's a good hand. Folds to Victor Blom in the big blind. He's got 360K, so he's got like 40... No, not 40. Wait, how many blinds does he have? Yeah, 40. He's, yeah, 45 44, blinds. 45. 45, exactly. Uh, he has eight, six of clubs, so his clubs are covered, mm-hmm. but he's going to call because he's okay. in the big blind. That makes lots of sense. Sure. Potts, 48K. And boy, do I have a flop for Orpin. It's the queen of clubs, the jack of clubs, and the nine of diamonds. I mean... That's an insane flop for both
0: players, but holy God, for Orpin, considering Victor's hand? Yeah. Like, think about this. If Victor were to make a straight with a 10, Orpin makes the nuts. Yeah. If Victor were to make a club with a club, Orpin makes the <laughs> gonna nuts. going to make a club with a club? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Orpin also makes the nuts. Like, Victor is, thinks he flopped amazing and actually flopped essentially 0%. Not a 0. Obviously, 8s
1: and 6s are live. And he can go runner-runner, different straight
0: yes yeah. he can but like like you think you're like oh I'm I'm even against like you know top two I'm doing fine here like even if we get it in right now it's great and instead it's like it's a nightmare
1: this is a, this is about the worst hand you can be up against with yeah. I think it might be the worst hand you can be up against maybe ace ten of clubs is worse no I don't no, think no, so I think you want the ten to be live yeah yeah you're right you're right this is worse this might be the, the literal worst hand you can be up against equity wise yeah that sucks it's, it's, it's pretty bad anyway yeah um, so Victor is going to be smart and check because he knows that. Is there an argument for leading? You have eight high, but you have all of this equity against Orpin's range. I mean, Orpin's going to bet this flop a fair amount. It's a, think? it's a pretty wet flop. I don't know if like, would you bet with ACE four of diamonds against the big blind only
0: calling? I think yeah. I'd probably take one shot. A so you take
1: shot with literally your whole range. I
0: think so. ACE four of diamonds. I have a backdoor. Okay. Flush ACE shot.
1: four of spades.
0: Maybe if I have nothing going on at all, I might check. But I think any kind of backdoor, anything at all, I'm probably betting. I mean, granted, I guess any ace is the backdoor, but it's a bad backdoor, right? As opposed to, like, the flush. If I have any kind of backdoor flush draw, even, I think I'm firing. Any pair, I think I'm firing, you know.
1: You think this this board favors you enough for that? Against the big blind calling range, I think it does. Okay. All right. The big blind calling range does connect with this board a fair amount. Sure, but it also has
0: a million other things in it, and we have a much more truncated range that's going to connect more with Don't this say board. truncated. This Condensed is... range. Thank you. Thank I'm sorry. You. No, I shouldn't have said it. You know, I, I know. It's 2022. Yeah, yeah that was... <sighs> well... All right, draft another apology. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who is offended by my saying that It's
1: your fault, but I'm sorry. I am
0: I I'm not sorry, but I apologize. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> anyway, Victor yeah. checks. Okay. I think taking a shot would not be the worst thing in the world with You just mean leading.
0: Yeah. I mean leading can't be bad. Yeah. And so with this hand especially cuz we we're happy to bet 3 bet this hand, yeah. right? But, we're, I mean, I think we're often check-raising this hand anyway. Like, we're going to be aggressive with this hand a lot of the time, especially when we're Victor Blom.
1: Right, when we have no showdown value but right if now.
0: But for anyone, I think we're aggressive with this hand.
1: Mostly. Yeah. Blom's going to check. Orpin is going to fist pump and bet 12K. Uh, what do you think about the sizing? 12 into 48. It's a wet board. You could really size up. It feels like he's trying to induce. Like he's it's trying so to small. get a three-bet in himself. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, he's like, please raise, and then I will just jam, and whatever happens, happens. You know, I jamming make it would be a lot. Well, no, I make it twelve. Victor makes it eighty. Oh, he's going to make it eighty. Okay. Well, I mean, there's there's sixty k in the pot. Fine. Victor makes it sixty. We effectively jam, right? We right. make it. We make it one hundred and forty five, and Victor's, you know, we're, 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 Victor probably isn't going to flat now. He's probably going to jam or yeah. fold, right? And obviously, we're insta calling. Yeah, and it's fine. So you're right. It's not technically a jam, but it's effectively a jam.
1: Assuming Victor goes big.
0: Assuming it all goes that way, yes. But like, it, but honestly, if Victor makes it 50K or 40K, we just make it 120 and come what may, right? Yeah. Like, we don't care.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a beautiful flop. Maybe that is what he's trying to do, but it feels like a board that if you're going to go from a board-based perspective, you're supposed to size up a little bit because it's a so. wet, wet board. Yeah. Uh, and that's just typical poker. I mean, we,
0: we do block a lot of the draws that Victor would have, but still, it's a wet, wet board, and so we're supposed to go bigger.
1: Yeah. I mean, he could have any 10. He can have any one of the pairs on the board. Like, mm-hmm. it makes sense to go bigger. But Orpin goes 12, maybe trying to induce, but fails to induce. Interesting. Victor does not check raise. It's so
0: cheap. Victor's like, well, sometimes I, I'm going to check raise, and someone makes it so cheap. I'm like, I guess I can just call sometimes here, because it's so cheap.
1: I don't know what to do in this spot as Victor, honestly. it's I think it's a pretty interesting spot, because... If you get there either way, it's going to set off signals if your opponent is now losing to that.
0: I, I just want to raise because of that. Like, yeah. How much more money? I think, like, against, nor- you know, not this part of the range, but against most of the range, how much more money is going in when I get
1: there? Like, like so, like, you yeah. you can get money in against hands that have equity against you on the turn, like sets, but, mm-hmm. but you know, what two black aces or two red aces, what are they going to do? Like,
0: yeah. They're, um, and we're Victor Blom. Like, yeah. we're known as the crazy guy. Like. Now, granted, we only have eight high, but we should have great equity or reasonable equity at least against everything. But
1: we don't. Not against this hand, you know, we have
0: like the worst equity. Yeah. But but that's ridiculous, and we can't worry about that. Um, I think we should almost always be raising here. Maybe, maybe Victor's just aware that like he thinks he gets no credit for it and doesn't want to call off with it. Effectively call off with eight high, which is what maybe he'd be afraid he'd be doing.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, hmm. it could be a, a thing with his image, but. I really do want to raise with eight high and so much equity against most of the range because we literally can have all of the two pair combos available unsuited included on this board and all of the straight combos unsuited included on this board. Yep. We have all of the nutted hands. We just don't have sets. We don't have sets of queens and jacks, perhaps. We probably have sets of nines.
0: I mean, I don't think we have sets of nines. You don't think so? The cutoff opens. Yeah. Where Victor Blom... We're three-betting nines most of the time just with going, 45 blinds. We're, we're three-bet f- going with okay. it. Because pre- Victor Blom gets no credit, right? I assume. He right. said he gets no credit. So, like, when he three-bets, people are going to jam on him all differently and weird
1: than they otherwise are. All right, know. fine. But we have 27 combos of two pair. And all the straights. Yeah, and, no, and 32 combos of straights. Yeah,
0: and, like, we get a lot of folds right away. The only way I can justify calling here, I think, is if we plan on making an aggressive move on the turn. Yeah. Which we really need, like, not being aggressive at all. Unless the turn is an awful card. I mean, I guess the jack could pair or something like that. Then fine. Yeah. But, like, assuming a normal, like, the four diamonds or something on the turn, we have to be aggressive at some point in this hand with with these cards almost always.
1: Well, then we might have to donk because there's a a lot of times where Orpin is not going to like this board with a pretty good made hand and check back on the turn, right? Like, we can't guarantee that Orpin's going to bet the turn. Right. I know. Like, if you have ace-queen of diamonds... There's what turn card do you like besides a queen or an ace? And is and I think usually though these guys size up on the turn anyway.
0: Not always on this. This board is pretty like dangerous, but against the big blind specifically, they size up just to charge all the draws big yeah. time. So like maybe Victor's like I'll wait till he does the turn size up and then I'll fucking lower the hammer. Maybe because there's still a lot of his range that isn't gonna love it. I have equity against everything. Even if he's got a set of queens, I have equity, assuming the board is impaired, and I won't do it if the board's paired.
1: Or, you know, I could get there on the turn, yeah. but then I'm not going to get action against hands that I have beat. Like, we need Orpin to be very bluffy if we're going to get there on the turn and hope to get action. Yeah. And
0: I don't know if Orpin's bluffy or not, but he sure doesn't give off the vibe of bluffiness. And, and he gooeyness. has a, He's wearing
1: a hat that says Savage on it. So maybe that's... Blo- yeah, but he's, like, posing as a savage. He's yeah. not actually a savage, you know? It's the type of hat that probably costs, like, $400. Does, a,
0: does, a, does, a, does John Robert Ballon wear a savage hat? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, it's possible, right? He probably does. This is $400 hat? Of course he does. Yeah. That's, a,
1: that's a JRB special. <laughs> anyway, Blom just calls. Okay. He calls the 12K. Interesting. Yeah. It's not, it's not the Victor Blom I grew up with, man. What happened? Man, times- you, know, you
0: get older, you get tighter. That's what happens.
1: Yep. he's old now. And you're going to be old if you don't use the link in, in the description when you sign up for Nitro Betting. You're going to yeah, yeah. you're going to be like on that beach from that M Night Shyamalan yeah. movie where you're like no, uh, do you know what that movie was called old that's right
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: and guess what happens in the movie i haven't seen it but guess what happens i know what happens. there's a beach that makes people old <laughs> that is exactly what happens yeah that's you it's good
0: though it's pretty good is
1: it yeah yeah it's pretty good the beach makes people old guys look out it's weird do you want to go to the city that doesn't make you old go to nitro bedding Right. Use the link in the description. And if you don't use the link, if you just go type in your browser like some idiot ha, <laughs> I'm going to sign up. Guess what? You're old. You you got to if you want to stay young <laughs> and the fountain of youth to to rain upon you, you have to use the link in the description. Jonathan knows. Well,
0: that's why you get all the cool stuff. Like yeah. if you want free extra stuff, you would use the link in the description. If you want to be like everyone else and die on a beach of old age of old age quickly yeah, yeah. Um, then yeah sure just type it into a browser like an ass
1: if you want M. Night to win don't use the link yeah. that's that's all I'll but say.
0: instead you know you use the link you get into the free survivor pool which had you know a thousand dollar payout just the other day um, you get into our free March Madness pool you get access to other cool stuff including the Poker Guys tournament I yeah believe. the monthly
1: tournament baby so much stuff all for free all for you stay young forever Drink Pepsi. Nitro betting.
0: <laughs> oh, right. Nitro betting.
1: No, that's the other podcast.
0: Right. The Pepsi podcast.
1: Yeah. It's the Pepsi
0: podcast with the Pepsi guys. This is
1: the Joe Rogan podcast. That's the other one you host. Yeah. Yeah. You're Joe Rogan. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> of course I knew that. What do you mean? <laughs> anyway. In what way? <laughs> in the way that you're Joe Rogan. You make uh, $200 million from Spotify. Uh, great.
0: Oh, I'm just taking it in for a moment. That, that check that check must have felt real good to get. Yeah. It probably wasn't a check, but you know what I mean. They look at your bank account, and it's like one day it had $11 in it, The next day it has $200 million and dollars I'm pretty sure it. Joe Rogan had
1: more than $11. <laughs> you don't know that. Maybe he's a terrible spender.
0: Who knows? Maybe he has one particular bank account and only has $11 in it. I don't know. And he likes
1: that one for the Spotify check. He's like, check. Put,
0: put the Spotify money in there. <laughs> I want to
1: balance them out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, heading to the turn. Okay. we got Queen of Clubs, Jack of Clubs, Nine of Diamonds, Orpin Glue has ace King of Clubs. Victor Blom has eight six of clubs. He's in massive equity trouble. Yeah. Seventy two K in the pot. The turn is the Four of Diamonds.
0: As predicted.
1: Yeah. Everybody knew that was going to happen. The soothsayers. Predicted I called it. it
0: though. When I said if the four of diamonds comes on the turn, and I actually I did not know it was the four of diamonds, then I looked Oh, you said like, oh my four god, it really diamonds. is the four of diamonds. Yeah. It's gonna I mean, you know, there's like a one in forty six chance or whatever, right? It was also actually predicted in
1: uh chance. minute Minute fifty-one of Minority Report by the <laughs> those like things that go in the water the and they're things, all
0: things they're people okay they're, they're not all things they're, they're all people. Cover, they're all
1: covered in goo and stuff yeah and they're like ah, I see the future ah Tom Cruise oh
0: that movie's great it's okay oh no that movie's great
1: it's okay so, and you know and you know I like a good Tom Cruise sci-fi movie you know I'm a big Edge of Tomorrow when was the last plan.
0: time you watched Minority Report
1: three years ago okay all right Fair enough
0: yeah. I'm always impressed. I watch it, and I'm always like, that is better than I remember it to be. Yeah, I didn't that have that. really
1: good. I don't have that experience with that movie. Huh. Okay. Anyway, second Diamond comes. Both players are still left with draws. Orpin has massive equity advantage. Blom checks. Yes. So, so, so he's I,
0: not leading again. That's fine. It'd be weird to lead now. It it would
1: be weird for Orpen to check back, right? Like, there's a lot of Victor's range that's currently beating Orpen that just kind of has to fold if Orpen bets again.
0: I think, especially because it's a tournament where Victor's not going to
1: just lose his mind as much, I think we absolutely should bet. Yep, I agree. Get him off all of his nines, some of his jacks, perhaps. Never getting him to fold a queen, that's okay. Right. That's okay, we can live with that. That's fine. Because we still have equity against it. we got equity. Yep. Orpen's going to go exactly half pot. He bets thirty six k. What do you think about the sizing? This is very interesting. So Orban's just betting less than other people bet. Yeah, like this is notable. Except for Sean Winter, who bets less than everybody
0: in the okay, world. Fine, but like, I would say pretty much all the players, all the really top players at this point, bet. There's seventy two k in the pocket. They bet fifty, even sixty, yeah. even sixty five. They bet like that, and on this board in this spot. Like, right. you
1: really want to call with Queen six suited, buddy? Right,
0: like. like Enjoy that jack. Yeah. Like, there aren't too many jacks. You can call with a few jacks, like jack 10 and king jack, I guess. Yeah. But, like, you don't love it, do you? And, yeah, sure, your queens are going to call. All your nines are going to fold. And a bunch of other stuff is, too. You know, like, sucks to be you. Yeah. Right? Like, he goes half pot. And basically, it almost feels like he's inviting Victor to stick around with his more medium parts of his range. Which like,
1: seems like the wrong strategy when there's one card to come and you have a draw. Yeah. I'm, you know? I'm confused by this. Me, too.
0: Me, too. I, I, I don't like it. Mommy. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> mommy. I wasn't calling you mommy. I was calling.
1: Yeah, but you looked at me when you said I know. It.
0: But it's, I look at you a lot when I'm talking. Yeah, but I didn't. We're sitting
1: across from each other. That particular time, I didn't <laughs> like that you were looking at All me. right,
0: I'll call you something else, but I, you want, I'll say mommy without making iconic. Let's say okay, it. Good. You ready? I don't like it. Mommy. That's is it m- better? Much better. All right, let's just, 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 that's the control. No, no, we're not doing. I don't like no, We're not doing no. Mommy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. No, you didn't like it I again. All right. All right. Now we know. Someday we might do video podcasts and you can all <laughs> see what just happened. You know? It was weird for me, too. We've, been, we've had the plan to do video podcasts for a long time, but we just. We made like. Can't we, get, we get we off did our it like ass. it
0: twice. Remember? We did it twice. Oh, we did it
1: like over the internet. But I mean, like video podcasts, where we're in the same room and we film it.
0: Like no, no, we, we did it. We did that. Uh, oh, no, you're right. We, we never did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like more work, man. But it'll be cool. I agree. Maybe one day. Someday. Anyway, Orpen bets half pot. Yeah. What do you want to do, Victor Blom?
0: I mean, I don't see how we're not raising.
1: Yeah. We have eight high. We have a lot of equity against everything. Maybe we can fold out some stuff. Orpen's going to have some stuff that's just not going to be able to continue.
0: Yeah. Like, if we had... If we had any kind of showdown value, we comfortably call here, right? But we we really don't. We just yeah. are losing to everything Orpin has. Right? If we had
1: a nine in our hand with the clubs,
0: for example. Oh,
1: of course. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I guess Orpin could have worse clubs than us. There aren't too many. You could have like four or five of clubs and be betting twice. No, that's a, that's a pair now. Oh, my God. Five seven of clubs. Okay. It's tough. Yeah. And he's got to be betting super tiny with those, which I guess is possible. Maybe that's just what Orpin does, but like... We just have to raise. Yeah. I feel like we just have to. And, like, we, we decided not to be aggressive on the flop. Fine. Let's let's bring the hammer. Yo. Hammer it down, Victor.
1: Yeah. And he does. Okay. Good. He goes for 147. I kind of love it. Like, how can... Orp- Orpins going to have to have a real hand to call here. hmm he- Victor raised to 147. Do you have any problem with the sizing? Do you think it's too big? The only concern I have about this sizing is if if we want to
0: threaten a little bit more of a river shove, like if we put in one... Now, knowing what Orban has, whatever, if it all bricks out, because that's the only... Because we don't care if we make if we yeah. get there. But if, if it all bricks out, it turns out both players would usually break if, if Victor bricks. Um, it probably doesn't matter how much we have back. Like, you know, a, or if we were going to shove the river, like, it's probably going to work anyway. But if Orban calls the raise with, like, ace-queen, yeah. pocket kings, aces, queen-jack, whatever, um, queen-ten... I think if we make it 110, then we get to have 227 to shove on the river, which is just a bigger shove, and you're le- like you're committing, you're a little less pot committed. Uh, we're committing Orpin a little bit less.
1: I think. Blom is trying to avoid that entire scenario. Yes, yeah, he's, I think he is he's too. trying to say you have to fold or shove here. Right. Like, and I, I'm just going to call if you shove. You know, I've put enough in enough of my stack, I kind of have to at yeah, this point. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. That,
0: that, I think you're right. I think he, he doesn't want to also, if maybe he makes a 110, he feels like he could get shoved on and have and to, it has fold, to fold, which is a disaster. Yeah, Turns he, out to be amazing. He, he would actually disaster.
1: mathematically have to fold against yeah. the range if he made it one. So, so
0: maybe he's just like, I'm pot committing myself. It's okay if Orpin knows that. And I'll still shove the river because I'm Victor Blom, baby. Actually, I mean, he doesn't have to shove the river. Yeah. But I would think. Well I don't know. We can talk about that. Not if the if, queen
1: pairs or something, probably. Yeah. But there's there's
0: but it's an interesting spot actually, if, if he gets called. We it seems unlikely Orpin's gonna fall with the hand he has, right? So
1: Yeah, so you expect him to just to jam it down Victor's throat here and take it to the river with massive equity for all the chips, right? Well the thing is this
0: you don't really know as Orpin that you've got that massive equity for all the chips, right? No, I
1: know, but if you jam
0: and get called, you assume you're a dog.
1: Yeah, but you don't get to realize your equity if you, like... Right.
0: You like, know. if you call and a well, club
1: comes and he doesn't have clubs, what's going to happen?
0: Um, he's going to check... I don't know if
1: he's going to fold or not to a jam. Probably mostly fold. Like, what do you have? you, when you call, a, call yeah. and then
0: jam, yeah. It's true. Um, you're sl- so you think you should just be like, YOLO, baby, let's go. Yep. Like, the hand's too good. Yep. I recognize... It's Victor I'm, fucking Blom, man. Yeah, it's Victor fucking Blom. And in fact... Wow, what a spot this would be!
1: It, this isn't the only type of hand that he could have. I mean, he could have ten seven of clubs, right? Like, yeah, like, no, no. I think especially
0: because it's a guy who can be bluffy here. Jamming is great. Like, we actually get folds here. Like, we don't, which we don't get against some players. Yeah, we get very few folds against certain players. Victor's the opposite of that. We actually probably get a bunch
1: of folds here, right? Yeah, Victor I,
0: can have like a, almost anything here.
1: I really like jamming. I think calling is kind of weird at this point when when it's this much in one card to come.
0: Yeah. Well, it's what it's ninety. No, it's a hundred and. 100, 111 more. Yeah. And there's how much actually in the pot? 170. There's a. Uh, 183 there's plus the pot. Like 245. It's two. It's 250. 255. 255. And it's 111 to call.
1: Yeah. So against a traditional range that would not have clubs in it, let's say for whatever reason, we have 10s and we have clubs. Right. So we have 12 outs. Because we'll, we'll assume he's got enough of a made hand that
0: like an ace or king isn't good. Right? So That's it's, what you're saying.
1: what you say is 111 to win 255?
0: It's not good enough. It's not good enough.
1: Yeah. We have to
0: believe we're going to get paid on the river also, which yeah. is hard to do, to your point, really hard to do. I think what Orban's trying to do, and I'm not saying this is right, he's trying to save, because Victor has 190 back after yeah. this raise. he's trying to save that 190 every time he misses. But, he, of course, he doesn't get that 190 every time he gets there, and he can get bluffed out of this pot if it bricks on the river.
1: I think what happened here is Victor made the right raise size to try to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish and Orpin did the wrong thing mathematically, yes. which kind of fucked up all of Victor's plans. <laughs> yes. That's, That's right. That's interesting. Just like,
0: you can't call. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that. I remember doing this in a tournament back in the day where um, it was one of the Pendleton tournaments back, if you remember, when we used to do that. And uh, we were like down to like, it was. they have big tournaments there. Big meaning like huge amounts of players, not like, I don't know, it's like $300 buy-in tournaments, but whatever. But I remember, like, we were three tables left, and the button opened, and I was in the big blind, and I put in a three bet, which raised to, like, 40% of that guy's um, stack. And he flatted it. And I, like, was so confused by what the fuck just happened that he flatted, you know? And I did find out later, because there was a king high board, and I just check-called the flop, and check-called his all-in on the turn, and he had queen 10 off. And I just, ha, got to win. And I was like, oh, okay, that that pod helped me. Yeah. Uh, you know, go very deep in that tournament. Um, not surprisingly. Um, but like, yeah, when people do that, it's so weird where it's like, well, you can't make that choice. Yeah. Like I made it, I put you in a binary spot and somehow they choose not zero or one. Right. They choose point five. Point 0.5 somehow. Yeah. It's really odd. So that it feels like that's what Orban does here. I agree with you it basically can't be right. It, seems, it, it seems like it can't be
1: right. Unless you really think, like, I don't know how you could believe this because you block clubs, but you th- you really think the Victor has draws all the time, I mean, so you're ahead. Like, this is
0: the only the only way to defend this is to say, like, well, we think we're good enough at the time, and we're willing to stand behind that, meaning, like, we're not always going to fold on the river
1: somehow. Yeah. How can you make that plan? I don't know. It seems like an absurd plan. It does. I mean, but, you know... He might be, he's, he's from Turkey. They have that really strong coffee. Maybe he's just like jazzed up on Turkish coffee. Yeah. Like, I'm going to make the greatest hero call of all time. Yeah. It's possible. Anyway, so he calls. He calls, which feels like a clear
0: mistake to me. It's very odd. You just I mean, I, I wouldn't like being in this position. If, if you get check racer here, you're like, I don't think I have fold equity, but I guess
1: let's go. So I have no idea what Orpin's putting Victor on at this point to call here. But I think what Victor is repping is clearly Jack Nine Plus. I don't think he ever has a one pair hand. He has Jack Nine, Queen Jack, Queen Nine, straights as his rep, right? That sounds right. Yeah. Um, and what does it look like Orpen has to Victor when Orpin calls this? Like aces, ace, queen, king? Yeah, I think it's mostly ace, queen, plus. Yeah.
0: Could be, it could be, as... maybe king, queen is good too because we block one of the straights. Yeah. Maybe king, queen's even better than ace. It is. It's better than
1: ace. King, queen, queen, ace, Actually, queen, it's better. King queen ace, queen, and over pairs. And maybe pocket 10s, because it has showdown value plus the draw. Queen 10? Yeah. Stuff like that. And jack 10, Queen 10? Ten. Yeah.
0: 910 even? Yeah, all that type Although of stuff. Although, I don't know that Orpin's betting 910, Jack 10 on the turn. But actually, he bets so small on the flat, maybe he is betting. That. Yeah. Maybe he is. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Okay. there. That's where we are. 366K in the pot. Victor's got 190 back. The river is the meaningless three of hearts. Never touches anybody's hand. Yeah. I mean, I guess Victor could have made a pair with that, based on how he's played the hand. It's possible. Um, I mean, it's unlikely, I guess he could have 10, three of clubs or something. But. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and that would be interesting for Orpin when Victor now moves in for 190 yes. Does
0: follow through. So Victor's saying like, okay, I believe I'll fold out your queen tens and your Jack tens and your nine tens, but maybe I won't. Cause I block the straight actually. Maybe, maybe he won't. Cause he blocks. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that, maybe those are better. Those are better hands to call with actually than actually queen. Tens a great hand to call with. It's better to call with an aces. I yeah. take it all back. But he's got to believe he can fold out some of these one-pair hands right now, some of the good one-pair hands. Otherwise, right. why would he move in?
1: Yeah. I mean, he's repping exactly the same thing as he was in the turn, right? Yeah. It's, it hasn't narrowed at all. He's like, call if you want, but yeah. I have you a lot. Like, I have... In my range, I have 27 combos of two-pair and 32 combos of straights, yeah. and I would play them all exactly like this. Guess who doesn't have eight ten 10 off? Orpin. Yeah. Orpin. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what you would say to Orpin. Yeah. I would. All right, so obviously Orpen folds. It's an interesting bluff by. Yeah, it's cool, cool hand. Yeah, no, no, no. This is one of those. I'm going to tell you what happens that we're going to talk about at Hands.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can guess based on the fact. Yeah, that Orpen fold.
1: calls, and I Victor mean- Iseldur One Blom is out of the World Series of Poker Europe main event because Orpen fricking a glue <laughs> decided to call with Ace King of Clubs on this runout. I mean. What the runout is to remind everybody: Queen of Clubs, Jack of Clubs, Nine of Diamonds, Four of Diamonds, Three of Hearts.
0: I mean, look, you could say, "Well, the draws missed." I mean, you could say that, but you could also say, "I missed them. Yeah. I have all the draws, and I missed them." How does he have all the draws? Also, all
1: right. This is the podcast where, especially when we're talking about a high roller, yeah, we should seek to understand. Of course, we should. But. Both of our immediate reaction upon watching this hand was, this feels like a bad call. It does. But let me say this. It might be congruent with the turn call. Yeah. As opposed to,
0: like, we wouldn't have played the turn that way because we would never call the river. Yeah. But if you're saying, like, and I'm calling rivers either way, now the turn call makes a little more sense. If if that's what's going on. Yes,
1: but why is that the plan? Okay. That's an important question. (laughs) I think, like sure there's player profiles and Victor Blom is certainly a player that we can consider bluff catching against in a lot of cases, but it's also good to have a good bluff catcher and ace high is a bluff catcher in a lot of cases, but we have two clubs in our hand. That's bad. That's, that's an anti bluff catcher. We want to not have any clubs in our hand. We want to
0: not have any clubs. I mean, we want to have nine, 10, Jack 10, queen 10, no clubs, right? That's what we want. That those are the best bluff catchers. Clearly. Yeah. Um, we have the opposite of those. Yeah, I mean, we have a king in our hand, so we block king ten a little bit.
1: Yeah, we. So he's down to twelve combos of king ten, right? But he's still got sixteen of 8-10 and twenty seven of two pair.
0: Yeah, it's very weird. Okay, so why? Did, let, let's try. Let's okay. try a little harder. He. Let's and let's go with this. Let's let's give him all the credit. Let's start from the place of giving all the credit. Okay. He calls the turn thinking he really might call the river yeah. if there's a shove. Not a guarantee. Like, he thinks about it for a while, I mm-hmm. believe, right? But, but he's open to it, as opposed to, like... Because sometimes I make a plan where I call the turn in this spot, and I'm like, obviously, I'm folding the river. Yeah. If I you know, obviously, the spot's a little different. Sure. I would probably, as you said... I, I don't think I would call the turn raise anyway, but whatever. Um, calling a turn raise with a big draw, you're like, I fold the river if I miss. Sure. yeah. Um, okay. So is there anything we can come up with beyond victor's very aggressive
1: not from the hand that we're holding it's, it feels like the opposite of the hand that we want okay i understand that we,
0: let's put that aside because okay. i agree with you let's come up with a, let's look at other factors well we did bet tiny on the turn which might have induced it wasn't tiny it was half pot it's not okay tiny. that's that's small for a, a turn on this board
1: yeah but it's not notably tiny
0: I mean we both talked about it how small it was and how we would think that none of the players are betting this small on the turn. I Most, think it's notably tiny. Okay, fine, fine. T- maybe tiny is a bad word. Smaller than normal. Yeah. Is it possible that induced Victor for sitting here to make a play? Now the problem is Victor Cech called the flop, so he probably has something. Yep. But I guess we're hoping Victor – we don't have any 10s. We're hoping Victor just has a rando 10, like 10-7, ten 10-6, ten a suited 10 of
1: any kind that isn't, doesn't we have a 5 beat, or 4. We in can it. beat all the 10s that missed, and we can beat all the clubs that missed, except we can't beat all the clubs that missed. Yeah, what like, if Victor has a 4 or a 3 in his hand, and he has clubs, and he's turning it into a bluff?
0: Is it possible we know that Victor's going to check those hands? I don't know no. why we would think that, right? Victor's going to bluff with those hands. Yeah, he should just keep going as the bluff if yeah. he's going to do this. I agree. And we would assume he would do that. Yeah. And as Orpin, we'd assume that. So maybe that's why he thought for a while. He's like, well... But but he would know that on the turn, too. He'd know, like, well, if everything bricks, the brick card is also a card that could make him a pair, and he could still turn that into a bluff, too. Cause, yeah. Because it's going to be a small card. I mean... I mean, are we gonna to be... end up
1: with the physical tell thing here as like the only I mean, that's plausible I, explanation? That's
0: where I started in my head before we even got began the podcast, because I couldn't come up with anything else. I don't know what else it can really be. I mean, it, you
1: you already went through what the good bluff catchers are, and those make plenty of sense. Yes. This isn't on the list for anybody as a good bluff catcher. Correct. Um what about
0: <laughs> I mean it's it's just gotta be Victor's maybe Victor's just been lighting it up? Like. Raising people constantly, shoving constantly, blah, 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 blah. Then well, why don't we just shove the turn? If yeah, we're why do not shove right. the turn then? Like, make it easy for ourselves. Uh, well, we don't shove the turn because we want all his chips. But we have ace, king, high of clubs. It's it's the wrong time to want all his yeah. chips.
1: Except turns out it isn't, and Orphan's right. And with this particular hand, we should expect to be able to get all his chips more by shoving the turn than not. Right.
0: Right. Because also, I would be concerned... If we make the call on the turn, we may find folds on the rivers incorrectly on the river incorrectly sometimes. Yeah. Right? Like even if we're like I'm going to call sometimes, and then like a seven comes and he shoves, you're know, like, well, ten seven. 7 yeah. Is like a pretty good hand for him to check raise the turn with, and like ten eight was already there. Yeah. But ten is like the next big problem, so that's bad. So I'm going to fold. But he, Victor's bluffing. But it's you know I I'm don't not
1: know. I'm not finding anything here. I think this is a bad call. Mm. I, I,
0: it's really hard for me to go anywhere, but bad call too Orping makes a lot of strange decisions, like every street I'm surprised by his every single decision he makes. yeah, he bets twelve k into forty eight on the queen jack nine two clubs. That seems weird like I would probably bet fifty five percent a pot yeah. something like that uh he bets thirty six into seventy two on the turn when no one does that anymore right and then on and then he calls the raise and then he calls on the river. I don't think I would have made any of those decisions, which is weird because almost always we would make most of the same decisions as most of the pros. Almost always. He's going anti-public. Or, or we're surprised by it. It's one decision that's he's going anti-public. You know, I mean, maybe Orban thinks he's, everyone's doing it wrong and he's like ahead of the
1: curve and maybe he's right. I can't figure it out in this case though, because like there was that Sam Greenwood, Stephen Chidwick hand we did maybe two years yes. ago yes. that took us a minute to figure out, but a six of hearts yeah, for Sam. Yeah. Or maybe diamonds, whatever it was. Okay. Yeah. He, He made a flush on the river. He called a big check raise on the turn that he was not getting the right price at all. He actually check called a pot size bet on the turn. He was not getting the right price at all. Yeah, but that meant that he knew that if the flush came in, Chidwick would rep it if he was bluffing. Right. Right. So that was like, I don't know if it still it was plus EV to do it, but you could understand why against the high rollers you want to mess around with the dials and be able to show up with that hand in that spot. You have to be able to
0: show them a little bit that you can have a hand that they can't expect. So that way, it throws them off forever. Yeah. Right. That, that's, so maybe a that's a little thing. bit
1: of what Orpin's doing here, but this is not the high roller bowl. This is a 10K. You know, yeah. I know that Victor Blom is an opponent. You want to show something that he doesn't expect, but it's not like we're playing an iterated game against Victor Blom as Orpin kisses. Sick of Glow. I don't think you are. Not, it doesn't matter. You
0: don't, you don't run into Victor It's that different often. if
1: it's Greenwood against Chidwick, right? Those guys are playing in all these super high buy-in yes. events all the time. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, uh, and also, they know everyone is watching every hand that they're playing and yeah. they're all logging in. So when Sam does that once, everyone's like, shit. Now we, now we can't just immediately... we can't just rep
1: the heart every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We,
0: and we we can't put Sam on a particular range where we just knock out all this other stuff, which you just could until then. And now you can't, right? Like that was an incredibly great play for Sam, even if he has to check fold the river and doesn't get there. Although people maybe won't remember it. Yeah. But it's a great play because the the really good players are going to notice that he did that, and he'll, and that'll be in their brains forever against him. I, yeah. I assume.
1: And I don't think that's what's necessarily it going on here. Doesn't seem like it. Now maybe, okay.
0: If it was Jason Kuhn making all these decisions, would we be able to find something else or would we just say physical tell and get uh, out of it?
1: I don't think so. I don't I'm think really, so it's not like I'm shutting off part of my brain because I, I don't respect Orpen because of Sick of like, this, Right.
0: I agree. It just seems like I just can't get there. I can't find anything. Neither can I. But he made the call, and he was right. He was right. This is amazing. Victor Blum is just out, and it's got to be so heartbreaking for Victor that you got called by ace-king high, where you're like, I'm trying to fold out a pair. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even fold. Like, I can literally fold out zero of this guy's range, I guess. Because if he's yeah. going to call with that, he's calling with all the other things that are better bluff catchers, right? Right. I mean, like, what there's else does, nothing left. What could
1: he possibly have that he called the turn with that he would fold the river if he's going to call with this hand? I mean, there, yes. isn't, there isn't anything.
0: I, I don't know. I don't know what it could be. So, So this is what ends up happening. This is like at, when the movie ends, they put up the titles like you know, you know Johnny Five ended yeah. up being a burger flipper. Yeah, especially for, if
1: it's like a movie about college,
0: that's one or just like right after college, you know, or crazy friends who met up and they they they're all laughing. They freeze it on one of the yeah. guys and it's like you know Johnny Five and killing in the car his wife. Crash. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, it was a comedy. Uh, anyway, Orpa Kiss glue, ended up seventy fifth in the World Series of Poker Europe main event number bracelet event number twelve for. $21,220. That would be 20,650 euros. And uh, Victor Blum, of course, did not cash. No, he he was out after this hand. Yeah, Sean Deeb finished in the top three.
1: We'll probably end up doing a Sean Deeb hand. I know. That's
0: why I didn't say exactly, exactly where.
1: Just yeah. in case. Just in case. We will. That's on the horizon. So, you know, you don't have to go to sleep sad tonight, dear listener. You can know eventually there's going to be more breakdown poker podcasts with the poker guys featuring Sean Deeb. Don't <laughs> Fe- worry. Featuring T-Pain. Yeah. T-Pain, yeah. You know, there was like that period from 2008 to 2011 where every musical track was featuring T-Pain. Everything said F-E-A-T period, (laughs) 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 T-Pain. Everything. Uh, He's dead. No, he's not. No? I'm not sure, but I'm going to go with no. T-Pain dead?
0: Let's just see what comes up immediately. Uh, Yeah, he's dead. Oh, singer killed by celebrity death hoax. Come on. Not dead. That means he isn't dead? It's very confusing. He was born in September 30th, 1984. Wait. No, he's not dead. There was a fictional obituary even. I mean, come on. But they, he's alive. They got you. Yeah, they The they, internet got you again. It's understandable. Yeah. They had the singer's reps had to confirm that he wasn't dead and this was they just did it actually. Apparently, yesterday, they had really? to come out and say this. That's weird. I thought this was like a year ago that he died or something. So there's just a death hoax on this, and I happen to say that. That's impossible. What is happening? Nope. November 2022 report has now been confirmed as a complete hoax. I thought this was like two years ago that he was dead.
1: It's really weird that we ended up talking about T-Pain today. That's not like I had seen anything about that. I don't think I... Maybe we did, like, out of the corner of our eyes and headlines. Maybe. Something like on the
0: internet, and that's, what, that's how this all happened. Because... It makes no sense otherwise. that th- that You would have said it, and then I would have said the thing I said.
1: It's all connected, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wisdom of crowds, bro. Ooh, That's probably that. the end.
0: Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a on a break. But I'm back to claim the throne. and go going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it.